Woohoo! Good morning. Good morning. <clears throat> Excuse me. Foggy outside. Foggy in my throat. Froggy, yep, foggy a, day for your Froggy, foggies. <laughs> I know. Watch out. You know. Watch out for the. I was thinking the fur balls because of the bunny, right? The Happy New Year bunny. But I'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Is it the well, water yeah. rabbit? I believe. Yes. It is the okay, water. Okay. So there we go. Yin rabbit. Yeah, I love it. Anyway, um, <laughs> this is the original Loretta Brown show, radio to open the heart, heal the soul, and awaken the consciousness. Although we're going through the fog today, what will come next, Benny? What will come next? Well, what do you mean? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I am Loretta Brown. I'm the owner of Reiki Oasis, located right here in the greater Seattle area. For goodness, almost 30 years. That's crazy. We do have Reiki classes coming up. And you know, this is a great year to start something new. The year of the rabbit is very fortuitous, abundant, expansive, right? Healing. And uh, so, yeah, if you have thought about maybe changing careers, or just learning Reiki so that you can do energy medicine on yourself and your loved ones, uh, come on out. Reiki 1 will be, what is it, February 11th. Reiki 2 will be March 11th, and Master Reiki will be in April 8th. So by April, you could have gone through all of the training, and goodness, who knows what will happen after that, right? Um, also, I have lots of good stuff over at Reiki Oasis. You can find out more about that at ReikiOasis.com. And you can sign up for anything at schedule.ReikiOasis.com. Be patient. I'm always booked out. So please understand that, yes, if you're looking at the calendar and you just have to keep flipping months, that actually means I don't have any appointments. Yeah. Sorry, I do have a waiting list. Yeah, because it's an expansive <laughs> season for you as well. I mean, it, it, only, it only holds uh, true, true self, true water. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, that's exactly true. Yeah, I also have my monthly class, The Temple of the Divine Feminine, will be on February 18th, and it is open to anybody that wants to come. So uh, check that out. If you're a, a divine feminine, you might want to come out and join us. We have a great time. And then I got some interesting things coming up. You'll hear more about it. Of course, I got a Crystal Bull concert coming up on, I think it's February 18th. And um, I'll be posting that on my Facebook page so you can sign up and come. And then I know some of you know I'm a piano player, professional piano player, and I haven't played in public for a long, long time. And I'm going to be doing that at the end of March. Wait, 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 singer. wait, 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 what? I know. I know. I don't think I've ever <laughs> known that. I know. I've done gig work in the background for a long, long time. Are you kidding I know. me right now? No, I'm not. I'm not kidding you. Wow. Um, I know. I know. <laughs> I literally had no clue. We've done this show yeah. how many years? And I never 15. knew that. Yeah, probably. Oh, yeah. my gosh. That's so rad. Okay. I'm really super excited. I'm going to get some sheet music for you. You're going to do some songs. Thank you. All right. Yeah, we'll do some songs. We'll do stuff. But... Um, yeah, I'm kind of dusting off my piano chops and coming back Yay. out. And it's been it's been quite a while since I've actually uh, done anything publicly. Wow. So I'm I'm excited and nervous about it at the same time. But the singer, oh my goodness, my singer is amazing, Ooh. and I'll I'll talk more about that as time goes by. When right. tickets are available, I'll let you know. Okay. Um, yeah, I used to in my previous lifetime. In this lifetime. You know, I taught music in Saudi Arabia and was the resident accompanist for the U.S. ambassador's residence and played for everything. 
everything. Miss well, music. What a resume. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> You've been hiding it all this time. <laughs> That's because I, I shifted hats kind of like Truthfully. my um, guest today. You know, we shift hats and, sure. and do something else. But yeah, the rabbit apparently is musical and wants to do musical things. <laughs> poking his so- little head out saying, maybe it's time for me to show. I can see his ears going, right boop, exactly. Boop, 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 boop. Right. <laughs> Shake that bunny tail. Anyway, be careful. Be careful out there, everybody. All righty. Thanks, Betty. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, oh, it's always fun to surprise you. Um, anyway, so last week, uh, a lot of my clients were like, Loretta, what is happening? And last week we had the sun conjunct Pluto which was shining light into shadows, shadowy areas of our lives. And we were struggling. Mercury was (laughs) dragging its tail, coming out of retrograde, going direct. And I don't know, people were telling me it was chaotic driving around out there. And it was kind of crazy. But the energy shifted over the weekend because we had a new moon in the first degree of Aquarius. And we had the Chinese New Year of the yin water rabbit and oh as of sunday all planets are moving direct for the next almost three months all the way up until april 21st the energy is moving forward and if you want to think about horses that are getting ready to run a race and they've got all those little gates shut in front of them and then all of a sudden somebody goes boom and they open the gates and it's time to go. And the horses are have been waiting so long. Some of them jump out and some of them just look startled. That's probably what is happening with a lot of you. So the energy has shifted away from all of that shadow work. And we have a lighter week this uh, right now with the sun sextile Jupiter, beautiful Jupiter, and a very positive energy flow. So Jupiter is the planet of optimism, abundance, and expansion of our beliefs. And hopefully this energy is making everyone feel a lot lighter. We are also in Aquarius season full on. And Saturn, the traditional ruler of Aquarius, is in its last degrees of Aquarius up until March when Saturn making a big move into Pisces. And this will be a huge energy shift. Anytime a planet is in its last degrees, 28, 29 degrees, whatever it is doing, it's it's a very important time because it kind of uh, it, it brings closure to the things that were going on in, in that sign. And then, of course, um, Saturn in Pisces, it's, it's not the most fun uh, placement of planets and I don't know I'm <laughs> I have my own weird way of doing astrology but I'm like release the kraken you know you got that Pisces energy so I'm not saying that's going to happen in March I don't get worried but I, I think that we're all going to be feeling massive shifts this year because we've got those uh, outer planets making movements and they don't move very often for instance Pluto is moving and Pluto only moves once every 20 years, right? So we're entering a big time. Um, So Aquarius is all about community, like-minded community, by the way. Technology can be the internet, Uh, but but it really wants to bring us forward into the importance of getting together in person. 
with each other. And so I really recommend that you let the energy of the rabbit, the energy of Aquarius, and probably the the drawing of your own heart um, to get together with friends, come out of your little burrow. <laughs> Maybe it's foggy out there, but it is time for us to come out. We need everybody's gifts right now. We need you to shine bright. We need you to know who you are. On January 29th, the sun in Aquarius will be trying Mars in Gemini. So it's great for anything social, such as meeting new friends, getting together with friends, uh, networking. Um, and when you go out and about, make sure that you remain open to what I call the gifts from the universe, because when you show up, the universe shows up. Hmm. So full steam ahead. And uh, also, I want to make a, a mention uh, no planetary retrogrades until April 21st. And of course, the first planet to go retrograde on April 21st will be Mercury. And the, what's interesting to me is that at the day before that, we have our first eclipse. It's going to be a new moon eclipse, a uh, new moon solar eclipse in Aries at 29 degrees, a very critical degree. That's in April, April 20th. And then right after that, we have a planet going retrograde. So the energy is going to start to really build up. So take a lot of time between now and then kind of get things in order, catch your breath, laugh a lot, do all of the good things. And maybe, maybe you want to read a good book. So I'd like to bring my guest onto the show. My guest today is Michelle Welsh. She is a psychic medium, an author, a CEO, a mother of five, and an, a licensed attorney who employs her intuitive and psychic abilities in high-profile court cases. She hosts the podcast, Soul What?, on all listing platforms, YouTube, and hosts Tarot Takeaways, a Soultopia Instagram series, in her new book, Spirits Unveiled, a fresh perspective on angels, guides, and more. Michelle presents an impressive variety of energetic beings from ancestors and animal spirits to elementals, extraterrestrials, ascended masters, angels, ghosts, and she teaches you how to connect with them. This is a great book. It's going to help you build your intuition. Welcome to the show, Michelle. I'm looking forward to our talk. Thank you so much for having me. Woohoo! <laughs> I was just taking notes on all on your great uh, telling us what's coming up. I took notes the whole time. Thank you. for Good. That. Well, this is a great day for you to be on the show because it's, it's such forward moving energy. And it also, um, you know, I think that as we move forward, we're in the development of our gifts and also Aquarians want to share their gifts. They, they, you know, march to the beat of their own drummer, but, um, it's time for us to take what I would say, all of that watery stuff from the past and alchemize it into higher consciousness. So tell us about yourself, Michelle. Um, how did you get into what you're doing? And a lawyer? Yeah. Just tell us a little bit about yourself. <laughs> well, I, I actually, so when people talk about me, I actually had one day, I don't know how many years it was ago, I had a psychologist say to me, when are you going to decide what you want to do when you grow up? And I said, do I have to? Because I like to do a lot of things. And 
by the way, my mom was a piano teacher. So, um, and I was going to say to you, I bet that she might, it, it sounds like you wear, you, what don't you do? You know, like the right. piano so yeah. impressive. And so I, I really always, and I, I kind of look up sometimes, and that's kind of what happened to me when I would be picking juries. I would look away and people would be like, what, what are you looking at? And so I did, I graduated like a lot of people nowadays are doing. Uh, back, back then, not so many people rushed through everything. I seemed to rush through college. And don't do that, you guys. Just enjoy it, right, <laughs> if you're young. But I rushed through it, and I was trying cases really early. So I was just thrown right away at the DA's office into trying jury trials. And so I've tried a lot of cases, and I really love it. But I always thought, man, I'm so smart. You know, if this is going somewhere. I'm not that egotistical. <laughs> um, I thought, Wow. And I always had the knowingness and it didn't really ever go away from how some people get it. It was they tried to condition it out of me, but it was always there. And so be picking juries. And someday, finally, I realized I'm getting help, a little bit of help with this from the, my guys, intuition, my higher self, definitely. And so I'm pretty good at picking those juries. And of course, a case starts there. It's won and lost in picking a jury. And so at some point, when people talk about their awakening or, you know, one day I just woke up, I did. It's just what happened to me. Uh, it, it, I just woke up and I looked to my life and I just said, this is phony. I'm just being phony in everything I'm doing. And when I finally told judge friends, uh, a good friend of mine, uh, a judge and married to one of the DAs, the county DAs, they were like, we knew it. We knew something, Michelle. I mean, we're just glad, you know, that you finally told us because you, you know, you're a little different. And I was like, yeah, I'm a lot different. <laughs> so that's how it just was finally just trying to be true to true to who I am, really, a little bit more. I love being a lawyer. I love practicing law. I love picking juries and doing those things. And but all along, I was had a help and was using my gifts that I, I have, and that all of us have at different at varying levels. So. When did you come out of the psychic closet? How long ago has that been? So I'm really bad with time. So, so <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> like what month is it? Uh, what day is it? What time is it? Uh, I, I think it was probably about really officially probably about 15 years, but it was slow. I mean, it was mm. a gradual, and it coincided with uh, I had three law firms with my ex husband. And it coincided with a lot of just changes and just yeah. saying, this is not working for me anymore. And so uh, officially then I had been doing a lot of things, but uh, just kept it very on the down low, uh, not because I was ashamed, but because uh, my kids were all three in a school in Dallas. It was a, a private Baptist school that I, you know, just for reasons that I felt felt like I need to be quiet. And 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 then when you do, people are like, okay, well, we knew all along. Why, you know, why didn't you just tell us sooner? Why weren't you just so it, but that's about when. Yeah, I, I actually understand what you're saying. I'm very uh compassionate toward it and understand through my own journey, you know, sometimes we have to figure out how do we present this. And uh, also the word psychic. Right. Because you're a psychic, a psychic medium, you know, like I think people that are psychic do everything. Right. Um, but this word, I think, has gotten a really bad rep. 
rap rap. <laughs> so yeah, rap rap. Yeah. And 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 I don't think people understand it. So if people say, if you say to somebody, oh well, I'm I'm psychic, then they're like, oh my God, does she know everything? Mm-hmm. So talk about that for a little bit because it really is a thing. Yeah. It is a thing. And it was a thing to me. I used the word intuition. I used every word I could use except for that word because the neon signs. Now I kind of think I want one of those little neon signs to put somewhere, you know, in, a, in one of the rooms in my house or something. I don't know, in, in the closet in my house. <laughs> so, but, I, you know, it's, they're, they're kind of in a gaudy way cute or something. I don't know. But I psychic, when I looked it up, it means basically the same thing as faith. The definition is believing in something that can't be proved, believing in the unseen. It's the connotation of the word that has the bad rap, and it does. But I thought, you know, a lot of people are reclaiming words, so why can't we reclaim that word? So, and I like to kind of push the envelope a little bit, so I thought I'm going to reclaim that word. And uh, if people don't like it, well, they can learn to like it. (laughs) So that's why I did. And at first I didn't. I was very much, no, not going to talk about that when I'm not going to be called that. I'm not going to. And then when I really researched it, I was like, it's the connotation of that word. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of it, too, you know, um, believe it or not, I was raised in the Baptist church. So I do understand. And um, there's this thing where also because as a medium, you're a medium, right? Also, um, you know, (laughs) I want to talk about this because. So many people, and I do have, if you've watched my show, I have a lot of people that come and talk about the afterlife or uh, what happens when we die, or I have had other mediums on the show, right? You know, et cetera, et cetera. But when you talk about talking to the dead people or seeing the dead, the dearly departed, a lot of people are skeptical. So mm-hmm. I, could you please share with us, what is your experience with that? And what 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 do you want to say to people regarding that? Because, Yeah. You got the floor. Okay. So I understand the skepticism. Mm -hmm. And uh, I also, medium was another word that I didn't use for a while. And uh, because of my upbringing, which I will never knock my upbringing. I may say that I look at it a little different way. It's not the gift of prophecy and discernment. It is. I just phrase it a little differently. And And I phrased it as the gift of prophecy and discernment for a long time because that was the confines that I was in. And so I'm not knocking any of that. In fact, I have a lot of clients and I'm like, they're like, I love my church choir. Do I, ha- if I do that, you know, do I, can I still, I'm like, yes. absolutely. But I understand where you're coming from. And I have all people can work with you just like you understand. And so the word medium, um, what do I say to them? I do know scripturally where that, it where that issue comes from. So uh, I won't go all into that, but I think you know too how you were raised. I do. And for me, as far as just the skepticism outside of the church, just an everyday person, what I do, and and I will say, I thought for a long time, I just need the credentials. I'm going to go to a certain school in a certain place. And it didn't fit what I saw all growing up, the way that certain group, and I'm not going to say it, did it. It didn't fit what I saw. So that's one of the reasons I read the book is just, it doesn't mean I'm right. It's just that we see things that we're ready to see or, and through our own experiential filters. Right. So I really thought about it and I, 
I thought, you know, mediumship to me is I'm not channeling like another being through me. And when I'm getting in touch with loved ones, to me, it's about the other person. It's who, every story I have, it's, it's the person that comes to see me and all of a sudden something will come through. Uh, and how do I explain this? And, and I, I always, always seek validation. So if somebody was to start talking to me, my grandmother died at 106, I call her great mama. And, and she is just, she was a deer. She had a hard life and she is, no one's going to talk to me and start saying they're talking to my grandmother unless they can prove to me they are. So I always set that as my standard. And a lot of people don't realize, but they may not really be talking to your grandmother. They may be reading, they might be reading me and right. picking up on what I'm thinking about my grandmother. And that's just intuition that they're picking up from me. So I'll tell my clients or I'll tell if I'm doing a gallery and I'm picking up on something, I'll be very honest and I'll say, you know, I'm not talking. If I'm not, I'll say, you know, your your grandmother's not coming through to me right now, but I'm picking up this or I'm I'm getting this. I'm not and I'll tell them, am I getting it from you? Am I getting it just from something's coming through to me? Or whoa, your, your grandmother's right here talking to me. So I'll be very honest about that. So I try to, that's how most clients trust me because I'm very, very honest about what, what I'm picking up. And I always seek validation. And sometimes that takes longer because when I say she got her hair done on a Thursday and it had to be done in a certain way. And if it wasn't, she'd go back on a Friday and then she'd get her nails done or whatever it was, then they know. Otherwise, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. I, Does that answer your question? It's a long yes. Way. Yeah. It's very, very important to me to have ethics around that. Thank you um, that you answered it very well and you went actually where I wanted to go because um, there's a lot of people out there that don't really know what they're doing is what I'm going to say, right? Like, I don't want to badmouth people, but um, yeah. your book is so good because Number one, I believe everybody is psychic. I think we're hardwired for it. And somehow we just haven't been taught about it or we've been taught to be scared of it or something or to question it. And this idea that you can actually figure out where this information is coming from. And also, are you just making it up? Like a lot of people go, Loretta, I think I'm just making it up. And I'm like, well, let's just kind of follow through on that and see where it goes. Right. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah. And I think it's really important to uh, sometimes I'll just have people write down. I'll give them a clipboard with a piece of paper if they don't or if they don't have a journal and just say, OK, some things are coming through to me. Write them down. I might not always be able to tie it up with a, a neat little bow. It's it's like in a when I'm cross-examined and I don't get into trial like that in that way anymore. But when I did cross-examine someone, you know, that's that one question too many where you, you've got them back to in the corner. You've got them. You, you, you know, should rest your case, pass the witness, but you go, you ask one more question and then they wiggle out of it. Well, what a lot of us want to do as yeah. in my business, you know, they, they want to ask that one thing that they don't know. So they're trying to figure it out and they're not receiving that information. We don't, I don't do that. I say, this is what I've got. And I don't have to, it's not my job to tie it up all together. If, if that's not information I'm receiving, that's me just trying to solve it. I just give what I, what I receive. And I'm again, very honest. I'm not going to say, 
I am talking to, I'm going to use the grandmother again. I'm, I'm talking to your grandmother when I'm not. Now, sometimes I am. Grandmother may come in. Yeah. And, yeah. But I'm going to be, and a lot of people just don't think about the fact that they may really just be picking up on, again, if it's my grandmother, or my, me, or my feelings about my grandmother. So that's just a regular intuitive uh, session of me saying, oh, wow, you're really thinking about your grandmother. And you're thinking about that time y'all went fishing together. That's different. Yeah. yeah. But I think that's experience. And I think it's, it's training, right? And also in your book, you really pull out the fact that people can learn how to do this. And you have your book set up so beautifully. Like uh-huh. I really enjoyed reading it. I went, oh, I love how she's written this. I really do like it because- uh, it's not an encyclopedia of spiritual beings. It's it's very practical. It's very to to the point. And I actually wrote this down because I wanted to point out to people like you have this set up in chapters and each chapter you introduce your concept or your idea for that chapter. You discuss the flip side, which we're going to talk after mm-hmm. the break Um identifying, practicing, connecting, protecting, collaborating, honoring, demystifying. I went, oh, this is juicy. I love how you did this. And you address all of the, I I don't know, I call them, for me, it's like my little nitpicky stuff. And you've already touched on some of it, which is I have a very high level of integrity. And I just really believe if you don't know, just say, I don't know right? Don't make something up and mislead people. And also because you're in a position of influence, strong influence, when people go to psychics or they go to mediums or they go to people, uh, spiritual counselors, you know, tarot card readers, things like that. um, It's really important to understand that this is really an important position that you're fulfilling, right? I'm doing the same thing other people are doing it, but I think we're in an age, especially the age of Aquarius, where this kind of information is coming forward more and more. I believe all of our intuitive abilities are um, growing and our intuition is growing. But, you know, in the ancient days, they always went to astrologers or psychics or or oracles in order to get information. And somehow we got away from that. And and I'm just so thrilled that um, it's making its way back in. Right. Right. And in an appropriate way, right? Yes. Yeah. And I'm like you. I my big thing is ethics. If if, if we have tra- we had training here in my stores and in Dallas, we have three stores, Soltopia, and we had our our training last night. In fact, we require more training, continuing education to read here than I have to have to be a lawyer. That's great. Yeah, I love it. So we're going to take a little station break and then we're going to get into a bunch of really great stuff. Meaty stuff is what I call it. And um, yeah, this is uh, Loretta Brown and my wonderful guest today, Michelle Welsh, a soul sister from Dallas, Texas. We'll take a break. Don't go away. When we get back, we're going to talk more about Spirits Unveiled. And you should just get the book right now. Just do it during the break. Just do it. We'll be right back. Did you know that Reiki healing can be done at a distance? It's true. So let Reiki Oasis focus powerful energy to help relieve your stress, grief, sadness, anger, and so much more. Convenient, personalized treatments at a distance can increase lightness of being. During your appointment, find a quiet place to lie down or sit to receive healing energies. 
If you want help with your dis-ease, visit ReikiOasis.com. Harness life's energy. Visit ReikiOasis.com today. Have something important to say? Want to help improve our world? Need to promote your business uniquely and effectively? KKNW is the answer. Our staff helps broadcasters and podcasters create professional-sounding audio. Bring your talent and let our experts help you craft a radio show or podcast that best delivers your message. Learn more at 1150kknw.com. That's 1150kknw.com. KKNW, talk variety that's live and local. I'm okay. You're not okay. It's normal to have diarrhea and stomach pains. Sometimes, but not as often as you do. I've got this under control. No, you don't. It's time to let that voice inside your head be heard. Urgent diarrhea and chronic stomach pain can be signs of Crohn's disease or ulcerative colitis. The Crohn's and Colitis Foundation can help you learn more and even find a specialist. Don't keep your symptoms to yourself. Get help at SpillYourGuts.org. Alternative Talk 1150, here to uplift your day. Woohoo! Bringing the energy up. Thank you, Benny. Welcome back to the original Loretta Brown show with my amazing, wonderful guest, Michelle Welsh. And uh, I want to remind people these shows are available for download. They're all over the place. You can go to KKNW 1150, the archives for the original Loretta Brown show. And there are literally hundreds thousands. I don't know how many shows I've done over the last 15 years, but they're out there. We're also on iTunes, Podcast One, Spotify, SoundCloud, Twitter. And now um, Megaphone. I don't know if <gasps> we were aware of that, Loretta. So it's a new platform for us too. So yeah, there you go. Okay. Just more opportunities yeah. for you. Yeah, you can go and you can just put it on and you can just play show after show and, and, and hey, you know, I get to interview the most amazing people on the planet who are really here to serve you. And that's what it's all about. You know, come on, let's do this thing. That's how I feel. So um, during the break, I asked Michelle if she would be willing to take some callers today for a little short psychic reading. And I'm saying short psychic reading. And I'll give the numbers out in a minute. I didn't advertise it. But man, if you're listening and this is your chance and you're shaky and wiggly, um, this is your chance. And Michelle, are you going to need information from them like birth date or anything like that? No. Okay. I'm fine. Okay. So if you want to call into the show right now, the numbers are 1-888-298-5569. That's 888-298-5569 or 425-373-5527-425-373-5527. Five five two seven, and you can call into the original Loretta Brown show right now and, and get in, get into the line, and have one short question, psychic question for Michelle Welsh. Do it, because I got a niggle. Somebody needs to call in. So while we're waiting for the callers, Michelle. Oh my God, I'm just like ah, I have so many questions for you. All right, so let's talk about your book, and um. Man, where do we start? Start with this. Um, talk about you know because you you chose so many different beings. Let's just start with what are these beings? Where are they? Frequencies, dimensions. Let's just talk about all of it. 
Okay. And first of all, I wanted to say, yes, I had a Netflix, but it was not Netflix. It was the Loretta Brown experience last night. So when y'all say y'all can just watch them, you're so easy to find. And then I was just like watching and listening to one after the other, after the other, and in my car listening. So yeah, it's like not Netflix, but you. So uh, so now you need to get on Netflix. So yeah. So yes, it was great. Uh, easy to find. So uh, as as far as the beans, it's like you said before, it's not intended at all to be an encyclopedia. So where, uh, and now it's because I was talking about all that, I forgot the question, but uh, well, it, they, can you yeah. ask? Yeah, yeah. It, it was a broad, it was a broad paintbrush. It was uh, let's talk about your book and let's talk about the beings that you chose to talk about in that book and how you have set it up in order to help people connect with them. And you yes. just jump in there anywhere. So really, the reason I wrote it was because of my experiences, like I said earlier, since I was a child. And the ones I chose were pretty much the ones that I've, I've seen. Clearly, I have not seen every being, spirit being that there is. And as far as planes and where they live, planes, I kind of went on this rabbit trail down a rabbit trail i mean i fell down the rabbit trail regarding dimensions realms and uh planes and that's in the appendix because i was like i've got written so much about this it's just going to be stuck in the appendix so i really felt it that we connect more through frequencies and i so that's another book to talk about dimensions i won't get off into it because i i'm not sure i really buy into all the dimension stuff anymore so you know, uh, but the frequencies, they're right here with us. And it, they really, they really are. And they're amongst us. And, and that's how I felt. I really felt like I would, I would oftentimes be very crowded. And and so yeah. a lot of people will say, you know, you just ask them to go away, and they just all go away. That's not been my experience. And I'm pretty strong with my energy. But there's sometimes I'm like, you, you know, it's getting crowded up in here, like, really. And so that's what I really instigated me wanting to write about it was because it, a lot of things are said and they're repeated over and over and over again. And maybe they're right. And maybe I'm the only one who doesn't get it. And I'm the only one who perceives it in another way. But I thought, I bet not. I bet there's some other people who know that they feel like they're right here with us. And it's not even changing the radio station to connect. Exactly. It's kind of like that. But frequencies, you know, because we know that everything's energy, we know that it never goes away. That's factual. And the quantum mechanics and quantum physicists are coming together with the metaphysics. And we know there's the multiverses and all those things. That frequency, if we can just attune to their frequency, but we need to know that our moral compass, our social mores, our ethics, which usually is a code of ethics, and then our laws may not be the same as those beings. And I say, who made us the deciders? Now, we want to play with, with our, probably, within our moral compass, but don't expect other beings to necessarily be playing within your moral compass. An example would be the fae. Uh, They will take your necklaces or they will take yes. your tickets and they will they will and, and typically it's like oh michelle please you are so add you completely lost that necklace i know you did i have friends saying that and i'm like no i didn't i'm promising you that's going to show back up and that's just a little funny example of 
that's a different moral compass and, and social moray than we would have. And we can't expect other beings to play by our rules all the time. And so yeah. and I talk about how to get in touch with the frequencies uh, in the book, the different frequencies. I love what you said so much there. Uh, for me, there's so much in what you said. And I have always, um, I, I do have this share kind of a, same idea with you that everything is here right now. I've always kind of thought of it as a radio dial or just sort of shifting because I'm a I'm a vibrational healer, right? So I use sound for healing. But this idea that um yeah, I just have to adjust that a little bit and then I'm there. And also I I have this statement and I go, just because somebody's not in a body doesn't mean you should trust them right? Or that they play by our rules, right? So so everything out there, I'm going to put it, say it this way, it's not meant to be worshipped, right? right? And and so there's, <laughs> there's a lot in that statement, right? <laughs> From humans to other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so on that note, we actually have some callers. Let's take a caller, Benny. Sure. Let's uh, open up those lines. It's uh, 888-298-5569 if you need the number. And we'll take our first caller, and it will be Gretchen. Hi, Gretchen. Hi. Good morning, everybody. Morning. morning. Hi, Gretchen. Hello. I love her. whatever you have coming through. Okay, Gretchen. Uh, uh, what I got for you right away, before you even said your name, is that you tend to kind of walk between worlds. I what I do not mean by that, that you're transitioning or anything like that, but you do tend to walk a little bit between worlds. It might be that you're just like me, sometimes not always grounded. Uh, you sound as though you are, but you're not. Now I'm going to tell you what, and, and, and I'm not always grounded. I tend to ground between heaven and earth. So when people tend, and if you know what I mean by grounded, it's like connecting to the earth and feeling uh, like you're, you're, you're present. I tend mm-hmm. to connect in the heavens. Like I find a star or something because that's where we're from. And I ground up there, believe it or not. And then I also ground to mother earth. And I'm, I don't want to, I don't want to put you down, or, or, but I don't want to talk over what I'm trying to say. Uh, mm-hmm. So really, you're equally grounded between heaven and earth. There's an archangel, Sandalphon, that I would call upon if you if you work with angels at all. Uh, and he will help you. He, she, they're, they're androgynous, will help you ground between heaven and earth. And I feel that's really important for you to feel mm-hmm. like you have one foot in the mundane or earthly world and one foot in the uh, spiritual realms or the etheric realms. And that will really help you when you're making decisions and when you're trying to focus like I am here. And sometimes we have difficulty with that. Uh, Gretchen, you sometimes do, whether you realize it or not. A crystal that will help with that is fluorite. Fluorite? Okay. Yeah, I love fluorite. Purple and green and blue and yeah. And blue is pretty in there, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Well, thank you. Yeah, that's very right on. That makes a lot of sense. Thank you, Gretchen. Thanks for calling in. Appreciate it. Yeah. yeah, appreciate it for sure. Yeah. And um, so let's go ahead. We have another caller. We do. We'll take now Renee calling in from Seattle area. Mm-hmm. Hi, Renee. Hi. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Renee. 
What do you see? <laughs> okay. General, just a general what I see. Yeah. Okay. Um, you are fairly giving. And I want you to know and remember that our karma does not always come back or whatever you want to call that. Our givingness or karma does not always come back to us from the person that we give it to. So if you feel like, oh, I'm really was nice to that person. I'm really being giving, giving. And I, you know, wow. And they're just not, I'm not getting it back from them. Just remember that it will come back to you potentially, not that it has to come back to you, you may just want to be giving, but it all, a lot of times our karma comes back to us from an unlikely place. It's not always going to be from the person that we were, or place that we were giving to. Does that make sense to you? Yes, it does. Okay. And I have to remind myself of that because sometimes I get a little, you know, baby, a little pouty about things. I'm like, wow, this is really you know, I, at least I think I'm being really helpful to somebody and maybe I'm not being as much as I think, but I'm trying to be. And I'm like, wow, there's just not even. And then all of a sudden out of the blue, somebody will be really, really giving and and supportive of me. And I realized, wow, that just came back to me from a source I totally unexpected. And it's and it means so much when that happens. So just remind yourself of that. I will. That was good. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you, Renee. Blessings. Thanks for calling in. Um, when you're doing readings for people, when people come to you for readings, um, is it more helpful if they have specific questions or does it matter? Doesn't matter to me. Okay. All right. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, we have other callers. I want to make sure the people that have uh, been prompted to call in get to speak with you. So uh, I'll, I'll be faster. No, oh, no, no, no. You're, you're doing just fine. Speed you're is doing perfect. Great. We got plenty of time. Yeah. It's perfect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, Benny, let's bring somebody else on. All right. Louise from Bellevue. Hi, Louise. Louise, are you there? Louise? Yeah, that's you. Okay. <laughs> well, what do I do? Turn off the radio? That'd be great. Yes. Yes. That'd be great. There's a little bit of a delay. All right. All right. <laughs> So go ahead, Louise. You're on the air. All right. Hello. Hello. I just uh, am enjoying your show so much, and I'd love to um, uh, hear what you have to say for me. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, Louise, you are, uh, like many of us uh, on the show probably, and I've, I've heard Loretta say this uh, on her show, she's highly empathic, and uh and I am, and, and you are too. And I want to say to you that when people hurt your feelings or you feel sensitive or you're taking on energy, we can transmute that. A lot of us stop short and we use a lot of things to protect ourselves from that, or we just go in a corner and we think we can't go out or we, we hide from it. A lot of us stop short and we really need to learn that we can change the form of that energy. It's sometimes not easy to do, but we can. So when I think that someone is, oh, wow, Benny doesn't like me because maybe Benny has a headache today, but I take it as almost like reverse narcissism. And I think, oh, he doesn't like me. What am I? And it's not about Michelle all the time. Right. And so then if you're feeling that way, when you walk in the room, that sensitivity 
then please learn that you can transmute that energy. You can change it. And just there's a lot of uh, just visualization to literally visualize it the way you feel it, then turn it into something beautiful in the way you want to feel and put it in what I call, we call, or in our chakra, kind of in your stomach area, your solar plexus, that'll help your um, stomach feel better and your confidence feel better. Okay. Visualize it and, and, and put it in my heart chakra. Is that you can you put said? it there. Or, or in your below your heart chakra in your solar plexus, which is your center of worth and self confidence. But you oh, can yeah. put it anywhere you feel you want to put it. Your heart chakra. All right. Would be <laughs> All right. To elevate my self confidence, is that kind of related to it? Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you so much for calling in. Thanks for listening to the show. Yeah, thanks, yeah. Louise. Do we got time for maybe one more then? Sure. Sure. All right, yeah. we'll take Kelly, who's been waiting patiently, calling in from Seattle. Hi, Kelly. Hi. Hi, Hi Kelly. Thank you, Loretta and Michelle. You're welcome. Are you, do you happy do you ha- that, your co- that comes through for me? Okay. So this is a little more specific and I do get very specific, uh, but sometimes, you know, I don't know how much we want to on the air, but this is a little bit specific. I feel that you are longing for something. And and I mean, almost, it, it doesn't feel emptiness, but it, that's, it's that feeling. I'm not saying it is specifically, but it feels like that to me. It's, it is. You are longing for something that is not in your life anymore. And and I couldn't hear what you just said. I, I'm sorry if I cut you off. But and I want you to know that I really think that you need to reach out when you're waiting for somebody to reach out. Maybe you need to reach out, write an old fashioned letter, like an envelope and writing it out. And, and that way you're getting out your feelings and you're going and you're putting it in the mail. But there is a, a, a I'm sorry to say, like an emptiness that you're feeling. And so know that that's okay to walk through that, to walk through that, that grief a little bit. And a lot of people feel that. And I'm not sure what that, that nostalgia is, where that's coming from, but I do feel it strongly. And uh, do some things to boost yourself, even if it's, I know it's cold there, but to get out and, and, and to do things to lift your spirits. Uh, Does that resonate with you at all? Yes. Yes. Okay. It does. Uh, so, and it feels like a, a version of empty nest, so an empty nest. If, if it is not exactly that, it's what exactly, to me, it's what it feels like. So, yeah. and just yeah. take care of yourself and know that other things are going to come along and it's, you're not going to feel that, fill that void, replace it, but you do need to keep yourself busy or to take care of yourself emotionally with that. Right. And I'm not a psychologist. I'm just giving you a reading. No, so. you're okay. right on. I just have a loss of what to do next. Okay. Yeah. You have a purpose, though. You have a purpose, and that's that's uh, find that purpose, even if it's moment by moment. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I hear I hear that. Yeah, I hear that, Kelly. I hear that. I think sometimes, and Michelle, you're alluding to this. Um, when we move forward or, or to find a sense of purpose, right? Um, I was talking to somebody about this the other day, but um, 
if I if I'm feeling down, and this may or may not be appropriate for you, Kelly, but um, I look around myself and I say, where can I do something? Lend a helping hand, right? Where can I do something for somebody? Even if it's opening the door at the grocery store, um, I start to feel more purposeful or or like my I matter, right? And uh, then also, um, yeah, in Seattle especially, and um, I I think you're from Seattle, but if anybody listening, um, you know, remember we do have seasonal <laughs> depressive disorder. We need sunlight. We're like little plants out there and we need fresh air, water, sleep, laughter, and we need to gather in our groups and know that we are loved. Yeah. So I think love's the most important thing. To the callers, thanks so much for calling in. And Michelle, let's go back to your book for a moment. And thank you for doing that on the air. So appreciate it. And your gifts are much appreciated. Um, can, are you doing private sessions with people or are you too busy for that? What What is happening with your schedule? Uh, very busy. When I do open the books, it's it's pretty booked out. So you just watch the cat. You can go on michellewelch.com. You can uh, get a hold of the store and get a hold of, I, I do have an assistant. I know that sounds like, oh, but I, you know, I don't keep calendars very well because that groundedness thing, but busy. I am taking clients. I love working with, with clients. I love it. And I, I don't do sound healing, but I do do energy healing also. And so, yes, uh, you just have to really watch my books and see when they come up. And, yeah. yeah, yeah, that sounds great. So why did you write your book? What is it that you hope people really get from it? I hope people get the fact that whether it's their loved one or if it's some someone else, another being, uh, but so loved ones in spirit, that you can get in touch with, let's just use loved ones, for example. You don't have to, and I'm not knocking mediums, I, I am one, but you don't have to go to someone else. If you need to, that's fine. But if you read through my book, I'll give you ways that you can get in touch with and learn how to uh, adjust that dial, as, as you talked about, Loretta, to get in touch with and believe that you're not just making it up. And watch for those signs from your loved ones or from maybe a guide uh, that you want to work with or whatever your belief is. And that and those guides, you don't like you said, you don't have to worship them. They're they're What they're there to do is to guide you to your higher self and to connect with yourself and to source whatever that is to you. So that's why I wrote it. And to just to, to debunk some things that I didn't agree with, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. Um, I want to remind people, this is a really great book. It's it's a good read. Your practices, you anybody can do them. You just read through. You have a lot of information about angels, ascended masters, you have uh, ghosts, right? Uh, who and, and who not to connect with, or really it's a choice and how to protect yourself. Um, I love your ascended masters. So what is an ascended master? So ascended master is someone that it's someone, it's a being that was here before. Usually we talk about the spiritual ones. I believe they can also, they're here to, they're going to help you with something specific. So, uh, and it may be for your whole life, but it may be for a very short time. So typically it would be a spiritual, they've ascended 
uh, out of earth. I believe they can ascend on earth because we can ascend. It's just to rise above is the, the meaning. And uh, the master means skilled in some area. So it can actually be skilled to help you learn how to use your, you know, if you are a software developer, it could be something like that. If you're an animator, it could be Walt Disney. Uh, so a lot of people don't agree with that, but that is the definition of a ascended master. It doesn't have to be a, a spiritual ascension in the sense of our spiritual skill, although oftentimes it is. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I loved that you put that in there because you're reading through all the traditional ascended masters and then there's Tesla and Walt Disney. And I went, yeah, that's actually right. Right. You know, yeah, that, that yeah. yeah, it's available to you. Um, ghosts. Talk about ghosts for just a moment. Okay. So ghosts, uh, you know, get a really bad rap. I, I, I say this ghosts are people too. So I, as far as I, I don't, I, I have compassion for ghosts. I don't like it when ghost hunters, they say, now I'm going to agitate the ghost. So what I recommend to anyone listening and watching or is that you engage before you sage. And what I mean by that is my, I'll get, this will be quick. Uh, my son lived in LA for a, a while and, or excuse me, San, San Francisco. And he said, mom, the, the, the hangers are rattling in my closet. And I was like, are you having an earthquake? And he's like, no. And I said, well, and he kept calling me, I go, Go over to those hangers and ask them, ask that whatever's in there, you know, nicely, what do you want? And, you know, and if you feel threatened or whatever, but if then we'll do something about it. But otherwise, why aren't, what do they want from you? Because they may just be lonely. So uh, that's what I think about just in a nutshell, really quickly. And I don't believe in agitating them, taunting them, using them because they're people too. And usually they're in trauma. Yeah. That's my take on it. Yeah. So uh, my guest today has been Michelle Welch. Uh, Welch sorry. Her, her book, Spirits Unveiled, A Fresh Perspective on Angels, Guides, Ghosts, and More. Very quickly, you already said it. Where can people find you? And your last word to the audience. Michelle Welch, like the grape juice, michellewelch.com. Michellewelch.com. And... And uh, my last word to you is, especially for those of you who've lost loved ones, they really are, you, you can get in touch with them. And if you don't feel them, just remember that's oftentimes when they're doing the best work on your behalf. And I really do mean that.